I need to remind you guys about my Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can find the Fig Patreon where subscribers pay a monthly fee for early access, private and premium content, as well as access to the Fig Discord. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers, all with a 15% discount if you go for the yearly options and a load of people are enjoying it. Over 90 members so far and growing every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide for more info. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra episode 49. As always, well, not as always, I wasn't here last week, but this week for the first Fitcast Extra of the year of 2021. Back again, Sporting Panda, how are you doing? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Woo! <laughs> how you Back, doing, Fig? Ready. Raring to go? Raring. Rearing. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy, happy twenty. New Year. Happy twenty twenty one. We're back. Did, We're back. Did you find it weird that everyone was like, "Yay, twenty twenty is over and twenty twenty one is here"? I did actually. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I, I said it to a few people. All those people on social media saying, "Oh, thank fuck, twenty twenty's gone." Like, good riddance. I'm like, I didn't want to be too downbeat, but what? <laughs> What exactly is going to change? We've got a new COVID variant in South Africa, which is vaccine proof. We're going to have a national lockdown, which is more severe than it has been over the latter half of last year. Exams have been cancelled. Schools are out probably till February half term. Well, I think that's official. Um, you know, Capitol Hill's being run over last night by a group. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like an awful lot's changed, to be fair. Um, and it is, you know, on a serious note, I do. it is a tough time for everyone. So we're all yeah, together. Absolutely. We've just got to take it day by day. And even I'm getting cabin fever. And I'm used to the cabin. I was going to say, you've been doing this for 10 years, mate. I've been doing it for a decade, but I'm starting to turn into Johnny from um, The Shining. Have you seen The Shining? Uh, I haven't actually, no. No, no, there's a surprise. Um, so your popular culture <laughs> hasn't been brushed up since I've been gone. But no, Jack Nicholson, and uh, he's a writer, and he goes off to a remote ranch or cabin, actually, and um, turns mad, basically. And I'm slightly Damn. getting that. But, you know, the sleep patterns aren't helping. I'm uh, up all hours of the night. I've kind of been very distant from Football Index. I'm looking forward to you updating me on how things have been. Um... And Dunwell stepped in last week. How was he? Uh, Marvellous, as usual. Was he? Yeah, well, world class. Yeah. World class. He really, he didn't world he class let operator. about his horse? Uh, yes, yeah, he owns part of a horse. Like yeah, a racing had, horse. Yeah, because I had a few people say to me, there was a little sly knock on some cricket trading at 53 minutes, 48 seconds, um, about my losses to test if I was listening, but Birdie's reported back to me. And also they re- referenced his horse. So I do get... Little, no- I get um, typed up notes from each episode. That some, you know, the fans send me. So, um, <laughs> what, whenever you're not on? Yeah, whenever I'm not, just just to make sure nothing's going on. Behind Keeping my- you on your toes. Just to make sure nothing's going on behind my back. 
obviously we had FBI trader on, didn't we, when I was first around and that started it. So I just want to make sure it's all above board when I'm gone. Um, but I'm yeah. trying to think the best feedback we got was from Seb, the, you know, uh, Seb in, in the Fig Discord who works for Football Manager. Yeah. He was like, really like this. He was like, not better, different, but I really liked it. Well, and then I was just like... That's just the kind way of saying it was better. I think uh, the proof is in the pudding, and every time I'm not on here, listeners seem to rock it. So <laughs> clearly, <laughs> the guest announcers have uh, you know have got the wood on me, but that doesn't mean they always. It will. happened. It happened with um, it happened with Lee B. You are right. Yeah, I haven't been. Li- Although that was a special time of year because there was an announcement it was. on the back of it. So he, he got some. Oh, he got the timing of it perfect. Um, so talking about timing, I've been reading. I've got a study here in front of me. Uh, let me just. It's from the University of Miami, and it's on the return okay. trip effect, and it's quite What's interesting. What's that? RTE. It's you know when you go somewhere. Uh, let's say you travel to school, but the way back always seems quicker. Or you fly to Disney and then you fly home. The return yeah. trip of any journey feels quicker. And it's because yeah. anticipation warps our concept of time. And there's a lot of study uh, going into this RTE, return trip effect, in terms of business and how we can apply it to business. So app waiting times, pizza delivery times. Um, and it's it's amazing what it does to time. So if people want to go out and Google that, that they can and read that. I'm not going to read you the whole report, but that's the return trip effect. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Talk about timing. I've just looked to my right-hand side and, and that's timing. I've got another one for you here, actually, just really quickly. Go on. Um, why do we see fruits and vegetables when we first go into grocery stores? Again. Because they're perishable? Well, no, it's not a bad answer. It's purely psychological. It makes you think you're entering a place of health and goodness. Uh, and, if you, and all the colours and the freshness. And if you feel it, yeah. good, you spend more. Um, mm. On the other side of that spectrum, and I, I will not continue down this path because I could talk all day and teach, teach people like a scholar. Um, why is red <laughs> used in fast food logos? Just reminded me, uh, we're talking about fruit and veg. Now we talk about fast food logos. More often than yeah, not, they've right, got KFC. Ready. Think about KFC, oh, McDonald's, Nando's. If we think about Wendy's, uh, In-N-Out mm. Burger, uh, Pizza Hut, a lot of them have got red. Yeah, Five yeah. Guys, has that got red in it? Yeah, they has all it? do. They all I do, my friend. So. They yeah. all do. Why? Why? I'm sure it has. Well, no, red Tell stimulates your appetite. Red stimulates appetite. Mm. Wow. So I'm currently painting the house a light shade of blue and green to keep it, to suppress my hunger. Every little trick <laughs> in the book and edge I will find. So, do you know, um, do you know yeah, what? No I, this is slightly, slightly different, but um, me and my mm. housemates started watching those like chili eating competitions just oh, before yeah, the yeah, turn yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are mad, aren't they? Like some of the people who do them. Yeah. I just, I don't oh. know. And do, do you know what it is? It's not eating like one really, really spicy chili, which I'm, I'm actually all right with spice, but like mm. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not like amazing with it and I don't love it that much, mm. but to do it like one after the other, it's just no, mad. And, and, at the, and I was thinking like the winner would get like a grand or something bloke came out with like 40 quid i was like you've done all that for 40 quid they Jeez. just love it they just love it don't could they? believe the, uh, it mate. the competition the only it. chili i've eaten um, was a bird's eye bird eye chili now is it is. is it bird's eye or bird eye i think it's bird eye singular and it's not even very hot on the scale it's not up there with mm. scotch bonnets or anything else so no um, no so i'm not i'm not much of a chili eater but 
how, how have you been anyway over the festive period? I'm all right. Year? I've been thinking yeah. like, been busy? Uh, do I need to add, do I need to add more to this podcast? And I was like, I should probably bring something to it every week, like a, a fig thing. Right. I want to go for a fig stat of the week. Right? Okay. Right. Listen to this. And it, and it can be football related, might not be football related, but so Diego Simeone, since he's been manager of Atletico Madrid, right? Yeah. He's faced Getafe 18 times. He's got 16 yeah. wins and 18 clean sheets. And on aggregate, they are 34-0 against Getafe. How crazy is That's that? That's incredible. That is insane, That's the, that, isn't that it? That's stunning, actually. Yeah. So 18 times, I see Getafe, because it's uh, obviously a G in Spanish, yeah. which were Getafe. And uh, 18 yeah. clean sheets. Yeah, no, bl- blow me away, that one. 34. Quite a good stat there. How, how, how I tell you what, would that be? Well, I, and they've had different coaches, obviously, Getafe. Getafe. So Getafe. he's not just coped with one style he's coped with numerous styles mm. yeah he's got the he's got the wood over them what about this one for you quick bit of trivia before we get on with things um madrid realm can you name five players that have played for manchester united and real madrid beckham now i've just thought about this on the spot beckham yeah you've just thought about this on the spot beckham yeah. ronaldo van nistelrooy yeah Now, are there five? No, Heinz? Ah, Gabriel Heinz, oh, yeah. Did he, did he play for Real Madrid? He did, didn't he? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. Hang on, let me... St- Di Maria. Oh, there, yes. There must be more. Yes. There must be more. Let me... Uh... Did Gabriel Heinz play for fucking Madrid? He did, didn't he? No, that's it, I think. That's all of them. Really? Oh, I'll tell you what. No, there's a good one. There's a cracking one. He's played for Liverpool, Manchester United and Real Madrid. Oh, my word. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is that? a good one. Um, I don't even know, man. Uh, yeah. For Liver- Liverpool. Uh, Michael Owen. Yes. Michael Owen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So there's a few. Yeah, got that. Yeah. But it's only it seems to be, hoods, I think. only seems to be a recent yeah. thing, though. I don't know if it happened much, you know, before the 90s. Because you remember, like, David Platt, Gaza, um, I guess Glenn Hoddle, Kevin Keegan played abroad, so I'm actually talking rubbish. They have been a I lot can't believe I've got Gabriel Hines, by the way. That was, that was wonderful. Off the spot, that was quite impressive. I was thinking of Cristiano, Rupan, Istor, Beckham. Oh, there's one more, like, quite obvious one. What, an old player or a young player? Mm, relatively young. Uh, excellent finisher. Was only there on loan. Oh, Chicharito. Yes, I think that's the last one. Yeah, probably is. There might be one other out there, but maybe. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. If have, there you, is. have you have you got any uh, New Year's resolutions? Um, not not really. Disappointing, isn't it? Um, no, I was going to make one up on the spot, but I see time as a bit of a continuum, so I don't like to be the people <laughs> with the shiny new trainers at the gym trying to get fit in the new year. You know, I try and time it differently. But what about you? Any new I need to get fit. I need to get. I haven't really been physically physically fit since I since I hurt my ankle. Because and people keep telling me I keep going on about it, but it was a bad injury. But you played football, didn't you? Quite a few times before. Christmas. I, I did. I did. But then the second tier four lockdown hit, and we mm. couldn't play anymore. Mm. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to start doing some working out at home, doing some doing some running. So if anyone's got any uh, any 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 plans for me, yeah, you know, yep. any any PTs out there who are looking to to do the man a favor hit me up in the dms black widow's um, an expert in um PT. black widow's an expert of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she's a personal trainer um we can we can talk about that 
Um, but if anyone wants to reach out and help help your boy out, let me know. Black Widow, interestingly, has actually been going through the Ficast Extra archives. I know, teaching herself and educating herself. Uh, we, we've mean, been discussing what we do for the episode 50 special. Yeah, yeah. And we need some suggestions from the community, I suppose. Yeah, it'll have to be. Another phone-in? It'll have to be a phone-in for episode 50. It'll have to be a phone-in. <laughs> Probably. And we'll, we'll see what people say. I think, I think it should be to get the current market state i've got to say we, i've got a few comments about calm and um i don't mm. know if now's the time to get stuck into that in the questions for a few minutes not now it's a you major don't want to topic do it now, uh, you don't want to do it now? go on then go on go on let's let's do it now then go no, on. Just, you just, got some comments? um yeah number one i think he's doing fi management a favor ironically because i think he's for free of charge willing to take all the heat and flack from the community um <laughs> and it's completely it's created this siege mentality and bound us all together um look i I think i think it's a poor show to be honest from him and um you know if he's listening i I just don't understand the need for it i mean we had a really good podcast he created a couple of decent videos this is my own opinion um where you know i thought we had some good debate on it and there was some valid points made and i remember he said that's enough i don't i don't need to be spending time doing this i've got better things to be doing um i'm gonna step away now and in a delicate time for the community, you're coming out of New Year, you've got lockdown. It's not a great time, you know, The it's not a great time or place for the, for the UK at the moment. And here we go, fishing, trying to trigger uh, trigger accounts. And yeah. that, is that meant to be fun? I don't know if you've got better things to be doing than that. I mean, Surely. it feels to me like you're in a no... If, if Football Index thrives and survives, and he's like, well, I was just trying to warn people. Um, if it doesn't, he's like, I told you so. Like, it, there's no... There's no accountability for me there. Yeah, Actually, it's, it's might a be win-win. time to hold up some accountability and talk about some of your profits. And you know, maybe we can talk about our Betfair profits and print some print some screenshots because we might need to start backing up some claims. Like I, I'm not particularly a huge fan of passing huge judgment and fishing on things. You know, by all means, make an initial video and come on and chat about it. And that was a that was a good episode. But I don't understand the need to try and trigger people and take pride in that in the new year when I thought you'd be trading and, and letting things, you know, letting things go and getting on with other areas of life and revisiting in six months. You know, I would love to have him to come back on in six months and kind of laughed at my Sancho trade, had a bit of a joke about it. Like I'm all for that, but I don't quite understand the need to, to trigger and, and go fishing the first week yeah. of Jan. Um, I, I think the other thing to notice is like, so just because it, someone is high profile and has a lot of followers doesn't mean that they're, they're going to be right about well, of course everything not. absolutely not. so I, mean, I, I think i think a lot of people see that on social media and stuff and think you know that someone's got a blue tick or they've got this track record where reality is like we're all human like everyone everyone can get things right or wrong no matter how many things they've got right or wrong in the in the, in the past you know what i mean yeah yeah um and one of the tweets i think he retweeted was um was around you know, triggering accounts as if he's proud of that. Um, and I just don't, it's a shame. I don't understand the need for it, to be honest with you, but maybe he's just a bit pissed off with some of the community and the comments towards him, but it's only going to add fuel on the fire. And now yeah. he's kind of commenting on Bitcoin as well. Now, like he seems to be biting and it's only going to make things worse. <laughs> like it's just best to let it just wash off your back. Um, and it's also, it's also like when you're commenting about things that you have no idea about, it's, it's, it leaves your, it leaves you up to have more of a chance of being wrong which i mean according to some of the retweets and people yeah i think the dug stuff up clearly has been wrong in the past right yeah i I think 
initially it was fine. I think this this new year it, it crossed a bit of a line in terms of baiting. It's just boring just... though, isn't it? It's just like, what, how do you have well, the time? It, it just this is like I was. I don't know. You probably didn't listen to the podcast I did with Gin Gindex because it was fucking shit, and we talked about Arsenal loads. But oh, did you? Um, well, no, but there was some oh. really good stuff in there huh. as well. But yeah. um, what he was saying, he was just like, you know, Peter, like, uh, what, what I actually, what I said was like, I just don't know how some of these trolls have the time to like take it out of their day. You know, people have families, they have mortgages to pay and like just to be on Twitter incessantly and continue to tweet. And like, I Especially when he doesn't his... want to interact with the community. And, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we've, we've spoke to him and he knows for, like, I get trolled from certain aspects of the community and, um, you know, we all do to an extent. And, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense why you'd have Christmas or like it was a good podcast. There was some concerns about the marketplace. You know, luckily we had done well on. We had a great chat. There was a bridge to walk away from the index and revisit it and make an updated video in six months. Here's what I've learned about the index. Here's what's changed, and here are some continuous concerns. And do a biannual update. But to come back roaring after Christmas and the New Year and try and get stuck into football index again just can't leave it alone and I, I didn't understand the timing of it maybe nothing better to do so you know hopefully we'll have a chance to cross paths again and chat but i'd like it to be sort of six to nine months away um yeah because there sure. are some good videos on his page but i don't i just didn't understand the need for that and obviously mm. there's been some reaction from the community which you can't condone of course but i don't know um it's kind of look people passing book reviews on a on a on a book they haven't read i don't know how different that is to passing reviews on on a platform you haven't used but clearly there is a little bit of a, a difference there and i wouldn't i wouldn't condone that behavior but you know it, it's, it's been a bit unsavory the last sort of few days as far as i can see absolutely absolutely um i mean let, let's talk a little bit about fi yes, Current state yes of the market. <laughs> we saw some we saw some green shoots, I suppose, with with the with with the new year. But then, I guess, yeah. reality of the system and the illiquid nature of it, uh, mm. of the market, um, mm. Mm. kind mm. of shows how uh, how short lived some of these rises can be. Yeah, I mean, there's a question we'll come to later, and they said, you know, when do you think guys will see prices back to where they were? And on the show with Lee B uh, that we did about two months ago, we all said next summer. And I still feel like we're going to have to wait another six to seven to eight months because there's still quite a bit, not of change necessarily on the platform because I'm bored of that discussion at the moment. But in terms of a market maker being provided and liquidity and potentially... Did you, did you watch the, the webinar that um, FI Boise did? No, I, and I'm going to because now I'm kind of officially back in the index world this week. <laughs> I, uh, I will watch that. I haven't watched it yet and I do want to watch it because I've heard amazing things about it. What did he say? We're going to have difficulty uh, finding one. Well, in a nutshell, I don't think or not. Well, yeah, kind of in a nutshell, but it was more like this is what the minimum expectations for a lot of market makers would be, right? In terms mm. of actual tool sets and right, uh, right, kind of you know being able to bid and offer on the same side, like what what a market maker's requirements would be. They'd have to be on both sides of yep. the market for each player or yep. a certain amount of yep. players. And yep. he was like, he was just saying like, it would be very, very, very difficult to find someone, any, any, anyone serious to come and do this on F5 yeah. right now yeah. in the current state that it is in. And that's not just because yeah. price have dropped in the last nine months. That's because of like the actual functionality isn't there. No, of course. No, no, that's right. Um, and if you were a market maker, and I don't know if Boise answered this, would you want to come on midway through the season or would you want to watch a season develop and start in the new season? Would you want to understand the patterns of buying and selling when teams get knocked out of the Champions League? You know, would you want to 
study it a bit more closely and look behind under the under the bonnet well that's the thing he was saying like you know you'd have to find someone who has got the money but also has the understanding of football and then plus one can learn fi very quickly yeah which is not easy no no it's not no so to answer your question the market i guess part one of this which we've discussed on this show was finding a bottom and dare i say it we 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 may have done. Um, well, I think we have. Obviously, proof will be in the pudding or not. But I thought it was about £4.50 for, for for Sancho and obviously got a little bit lower than that. But um, it seems to be stable. But I think people need to realise there's still a huge amount of capital required to get these prices back up to where they were. I mean, it's one thing for prices to jump up in notches as sale orders get cancelled. But it doesn't take an awful lot to them for them to be brought back down again. And you're going to take... It's going to require a fair bit of capital to get these prices to what I call fair value and make them tradable at those old prices again. So we're still quite a way off of that. We've got two completely outstanding performers this calendar year. I mean, I was thinking about the outstanding footballers of this year and Bruno Fernandes and Kimmich. I mean, Haaland is one as well, but the two to me that stand out are Fernandes and Kimmich. And obviously they sit sort of atop of the index at the moment and rightfully so, I'd say. Um, Fernandez is up there at £7.96, Kimmich at £6.71. But those 24-hour price graphs show a slight drop-off today. Um, and then Sancho third, Neymar fourth, Messi fifth. So, yeah, I would say stability is phase one. Um, the next phase is obviously a recovery of prices and, and sort of capital appreciation. Um, and increased volumes. So, of course, of course, yes. And, and that, that's going to take some time. I don't see also, a shortcut for that really thing, do you? Well, I, was, I was just, well, no, but I was also thinking, like, there's just so much work to do. And we were talking about this with Dunwell last week, right? There's just so much work to do on FI's plate. And, like, I just think there is so much they need to do to get back uh, the engagement levels that they had previously, to get prices increasing and to get volumes increases, and also to increase natural liquidity. I just, when I see how much they need to do compared to what they've done since September, I kind of, I raised two eyebrows, really. I'm like, they haven't really delivered anything since last mm, September. This... Um, <sighs> but like things like, you know, William Saliba winning media the day, Victor Lindelof being second yesterday, like just because of this really base, terrible media matrix. I'm just like, how have, like, you've told us that you're working on that in the past and, like you're either not working on it anymore and in which case tell us and tell us what is prioritized over it or like it's being really really slowed and you're finding loads of difficulties in creating this new matrix and if if so tell us that like that's just one example but that mm. breathes across like the whole of the index and everything they've had to I deliver guess so. or, or should have delivered since then i asked in a group chat the other day like, are we being spoiled in some ways i mean you know you could argue that the spreads are relatively tight across the platform um each player is tradable in a in a lowish volume. So how bad is it? I mean, that's playing well, devil's advocate. I mean, Some people you, think... You, 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 you tell me, based on the commissions that FI are getting. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's the core business sustainability, which I referenced <laughs> at the end of the pod with Khan. I mean, if you look at the value matched every day, I mean, at the moment, that doesn't seem to, to match up with dividends paid. Um, and it's not a problem for the foreseeable, but, you know, long term, it would be. So... I don't think it is sustainable like this. Um, so no, so I guess I, I guess I answered my own question there. But, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, there's £950,000 matched. Obviously, you can work that out at 2% commission um, and do the maths yourself. But, you know, it 
it's okay-ish. I mean, I'm fairly happy with my players. Um, I'm not doing too much active trading myself because I like to take large positions and and, and that's my style. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see really is, is the answer from me. I, I think yeah, you're right. There, there's still quite a bit of time and quite a few deliverables to come. And, you know, if we were to have an exceptional standout transfer coming up in the next few months, I'd be concerned because that money would fly out of other holds. I don't think fresh money would go into that player. I think no. other players would be beat up and people would be cashing out of other players to get on the transfer player. So I still think it, the lack of liquidity could rear its ugly head in the next four to five months. But we'll what, see when what, it arrives. What, I mean, what would you want as the next deliverable or next step from? I don't from know. Fig, actually, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I'm kind of uh, whatever, whatever's next. I mean, I'm happy just to accept it. I'm kind of in a, a nice acceptance phase with football index, <laughs> and I'm going to see where things are in the summer. <laughs> you know, ideally liquidity, but I don't know if that that's around the corner. So I set, just I just can't see that being I can't see that being I would call any market maker going into that market now a, a maniac. Really? Like I haven't heard what? this uh, webinar with Boise. Well, no, no, some... but like how, Panda, how 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 would you make this market when you can't bid an offer on the same side? Yeah, but you might be able to behind the scenes. But then if you're the only to... one that can but if you're the only one that can do it, then that's a bit of an issue as well, isn't it? Oh, uh, well, I guess it is. I hadn't really thought I'd... about that's all I, I just I, I haven't been in, just I haven't been involved in the market making industry so obviously I'm not really yeah. qualified to, to pass judgment on that no no but um, I mean neither am I properly I'm actually having Boise on the podcast for this Sunday good I should ask so some questions and listen I'm gonna um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick his brains because I just I think they need to do a lot um to get to the stage that market makers can be attracted and i honestly like i'm not saying that fi have said to market makers come on and they've laughed them off i think they've said come on board and they've said well we need this 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 for us to even consider it and then fi have mm. said well these are the these are the issues that that these are the things that we need from you and they've been like okay but we still need those prerequisite things yep. fixed where, and also where, no one wants to be the first are... one to come on Mm, I don't see. I don't know about that. I'll ask Boise because I'd have assumed the first one to come on gets the exclusivity, and if they have enough money for it, they can take control of the whole market, and that's better profit margins for them as opposed to splitting it between four or five other market makers. Mm. And you know, the other the market makers might all compete and try and attack the same player. So I don't quite know how they'd structure it. Clearly, the structuring and the timing of it is very difficult to get over the line because I don't envision they wanted to go down this path from September October and COVID potentially had another impact on it but i'm kind of you know we spent it's interesting we spent a lot of last year talking about announcements obviously our first show was a year ago and we spoke about transfer dividends and it, it is quite fatiguing and i think there is some fatigue in the community which is why people don't want to talk about change they don't want to talk about a new platform and i'm kind of now in a position where i'm just okay i've made my bets and let's see how they pan out yeah okay interesting hmm. um should we get into questions Yes, absolutely. I mean, you promised you promised absolutely. the questions only, didn't we? Last week or the week before, and we yes. never happened. Right. And obviously, this week hasn't happened. Have you got any sponsorship to do? What have you been sponsoring recently? Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, the Athletic, of course. Have you bought anything recently for more than two pound forty nine? Uh, Christmas cards, crackers. Although Christmas that was actually three weeks. A Christmas two... card for two pound forty nine. I think it was. I think it was quite expensive. Yeah. I didn't a, Chris a, a, a birthday cards and cards are really expensive these days. Yeah, they can be if you know where to look. Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that even mean? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. To be fair. Is there like a really <laughs> like premium, expensive gift card? No, the, somewhere the big that you ones. Shop? The big ones can be four ninety nine, can't they? With the large envelopes. God, it's swaffle. Maybe. Mm. Right. No, well, if you, if you want to head over to The Athletic and get yourself some discount, head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig. You basically get 50% off your yearly subscription. So it comes out to £2.49 a month. It's an awesome source for, for some great uh, sports reading, um, football, basketball, NFL, and all sorts. So do go check that out, theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig. Go on with your questions. Um, right. Underscore MCR ABC. Happy New Year, lads. Happy New Year to you. Things starting to look up, at least, in the footballing world. Wink. Oh, says a City fan, yeah. Do you see any major <laughs> transfer moves in January? And how do you think COVID will impact the summer window? That's a good question. I think, on the summer window standpoint, I think there is going to be a lot of players that want to move, but won't move. I think there will be a lot of players that go into the final year of their contracts. I think in January we will see little buys from Premier League clubs, but maybe quite a few loans out and sales. Those are my predictions. Yeah, there's a good piece in The Athletic today by James Pearce, and he talks about Liverpool not ruining their financial model and they're not going to go after a centre-back in January, which surprised me. He said that they made contact with Quebec um, in November, the centre-back in Germany. Sven Botman as well was, was linked. Spot, yes, that's it. But they said ultimately they won't be pursuing them and they don't think they're going to get a centre-back now until the summer and they're planning to hold their money. So Liverpool acquire... I'm just... It would be the positions of need. So Spurs potentially with a centre-back. They've been linked with the... Is it Milinkovic? Um, Milinkovic, who was on the bench yeah, yesterday. Fiorentina. Yeah, so there's rumours there. So I think clubs in, in dire need for a position will, will look to bring somebody in. But Yeah, and you'll have like the West Broms who... What of course, the new are. managers. That Yeah, exactly. So the team's on the bubble. But generally, it'll be quiet. The summer is interesting because Pogba looks like he's he's on his way. Um, Mbappe Neymar, you left. Mbappe, Sancho, yeah, two years that, left. That, yeah, Pochettino's thrown a bit of a sprung in the works. Whether, they, whether Mbappe is willing to pen another year or two for the Pochettino project and Madrid potentially don't But he's don't only have... got an 18-month contract. Who, Pochettino? Yeah. Yeah, that surprised me. Why is that, I wonder? coincides with Mbappe and Neymar doesn't it maybe he's only yes yeah yeah but I don't know if Pochettino signs if Mbappe's walking this summer but then again I guess Pochettino wouldn't be in the in the know about that and I don't know if Madrid had the money so will it have an impact this summer I think less than last summer and I still think we'll get some deals and January will be quite quiet yeah, less than last summer, but I still think it's going to be impossible for all those players to move at the same Sorry, time. Sorry, just to give it, I think more than, more than more than last summer, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, FI Strategist from the Fig Discord. What's more valuable, Sancho or Bitcoin? Bitcoin from the looks of things, isn't it? I can't <laughs> believe Bitcoin. I mean, um, I, I was having a look at the, um, the other platform linked with Ethereum. Um, and I, I, I spoke to you, didn't I, about Bitcoin? Because... My spidey senses told me if it breaks through 20,000 $20, US dollars, that's psychologically people had that as a bit of a hard ceiling. And yep. once it breached that level, there was kind of no stopping it. And obviously now it's up to what, 38,500 um, yeah. and more. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going. So sadly, probably Bitcoin. But the level I've got of Sancho, I'd say my Sancho holding is more valuable. <laughs> but as a one-off, one coin... <laughs> it's worth more than one second. And then FI Jack also says, "If will FI release a follow-up of their Neymar versus Bitcoin comparison?" Yeah, that that makes me feel sick. That one, to be honest, yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a graph oh. in 
November was it November 2018? And they so, showed yeah. you how it was. I don't understand why you'd link FI to Bitcoin. I don't know. Either. It doesn't show it in like. I don't really get that to be honest. It's not the best advert for it. I think they've cleaned it's up weird. their advertising and marketing quite a yeah. bit. I think I think Joseph B, uh, critic of the platform, he was annoyed about the seventy eight point four percent of winners on this platform. That narrative yeah. that they took out. So I think they have cleaned up the comms quite a bit. And obviously. Please. The deposits in terms of the gambling um, regulation, their EDD checks have, have become a lot sterner as well, haven't they? And they've been carrying out more of them. So I think that bloke Joseph called called the Bitcoin top at uh, 11k or something just recently, didn't he? Yeah, actually, and I think Khan. I think he. I've seen some retweets of him going around. Yeah, it's weird how people 6, can't be right all the time, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm yet to be proven wrong. I'm afraid. You uh, you actually called me, didn't you? You were like. Stop me buying some Bitcoin, and I was like, "Oh, I picked up a few Bitcoins at twenty-one. Did you? Oh, yes, yeah. Always got my finger on the pulse. <laughs> um, right. Uh, question for you, Form Cruncher Fi. What's an acceptable annual yield, uh, percentage-wise, to earn from PB divs for a player? <sighs> Depends how old they are. Yeah. So this is so. Let this is by age. I think he should have said by age. I thought. I Come think on. He didn't. Right. That's so, your game question askers. So for me, uh, I think over 30 fig, I'd like a 35% annual yield. Yes. Personally, I would like to be about that level. Um, Between 22 and 29, I would want about a 17 to 22% yield. And then Mm -hmm. under 21, you know, anything under 10%. It's more of a bonus at that stage. I don't expect huge dividend winning performances under the age of 21. I mean, obviously, there are, there are exceptions to the rules, but in my mind, you're finding your feet, you're learning your game. Most of the greats I saw, you know, the Zidane, Rivaldo, Figo, Rui Costas, they all hit their prime at 23, 24. Um, and that's been completely lost on so many people out there. You know, we, we, we're, we're expecting 20-year-olds to, to dominate like 29-year-olds, you know, which isn't the case. I mean, Levin, we've said this before so many times on the podcast, Lewandowski at 20 wasn't hitting 250, 300s at Bayern Munich, was he? You know, he was playing in the Polish league. We just have got such a lack of uh, foresight and vision um, because mm. we're just, yeah, we're comparing apples to oranges and you, you shouldn't really be comparing 20-year-olds to 28-year-olds. I mean, Bruno Fernandes, we say it time and time again and it becomes boring, but Bruno Fernandes at 23 was playing in Sampdoria, struggling to find his feet. Now he's a little bit more mature, 27. He's obviously thriving, controlling games. He's mastered his performances out in Portugal back at Lisbon. And look at the, look at the benefit of it. So, hmm. And no young player has ever been seamless and just gone from strength to strength. Probably only Messi, I would say, has literally yeah, never had a dip in his much. career. Most youngsters, as we know, and have had And arguably he's having one this season. <laughs> that's the only one what Messi's having a blip yeah yeah pr- probably probably like actually, his only I haven't seen him oh, uh, yeah I've only seen them a handful of times handful well of times. I know his stats against good teams in La Liga were pretty poor last season yeah and yeah. this season his stats overall aren't as great so yeah but but that yeah, that might enough. that might mean he's never had a blip and this is just like the, the natural decline right? oh, okay. so maybe you are yep, right yep. um Old okay. man FI here from the Fig Discord. Uh, what do you think of the Haller transfer to Ajax that seems to be happening? Who do you think West Ham will go to to replace him? Are oh, Naltovich is linked? And how do you think they will offer any value on FI? Um, they've also recently been linked to Moussa Dembele, Leon's Moussa Dembele. Did mm. you see that, West Ham? Interesting. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So Haller's not hit it. I haven't seen a huge amount of Haller. 
Um, no. Moyes doesn't fancy him, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he had his chance, didn't he, with Antonio getting injured to really score yeah, some now goals Antonio's and get, back. get it running. And now he's back. I, like, mm. just, I just don't see him really playing that much. It is a very interesting transfer, and it's a shame, to be honest, because he was quite big in the Bundesliga before he arrived. He was. But he was. That's the, when you go to a stepping stone club, a West Ham, an Everton, you, you've got to kick on again, haven't you, to get that yep. next big move. And it doesn't always work out. Um, who are West Ham going to get? I'll go with Dembele. But I haven't seen many links for West Ham, to be honest, the strikers. Arnautovic and Dembele seem to be the main ones. Yeah, I remember Arnautovic was linked to China a couple of years ago on the index, wasn't he? And his price was so, his price was so volatile. Yeah, I don't know if he ended yeah, up going yeah. in the end. Well, he did. He did, he, but I don't know go, if that go. initial window he went. He, he didn't. He signed a new contract and then he went. And then he went in the summer. Didn't that he? was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian Brodders here says, "Do you think Khan has had a very expensive Christmas that needs to be paid for by <laughs> clickbait videos? Do you believe that he's still acting in good faith?" Um, probably not. No, I don't think he is acting in good faith anymore, which is disappointing. But there you go. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, your question. A really good one from Matt Dix from the Football Index, uh, Football Index from the Fig Discord. Uh, who will be who will win PB first out of Pedri, Reina, and Mukoko? I don't think it'll be Mukoko because it's hard it in the centre forward position to win. Although he looks an absolute live wire, um, so it's be- between the other two. Both look really exciting prospects, but I think Reina with his set piece taking ability if you can play a full 90 minutes on them and get a couple of assists i'll go geo reina i'll probably go geo reina as well um football index focus how much if any impact do you think cancellations on high profile matches over the coming weeks will have on fi if we saw a big game such as liverpool versus manchester united next weekend called off due to covid cases do you see fi being particularly affected by this um I don't think so, but only just because the other four leagues will probably hold up all right. Yeah, and as SOTD said, our friend, he said when he tweeted this about a year and a half ago, prices historically rise when football's not on because we yeah. tend to romanticise. People speculate more. Yeah, we speculate more and we romanticise how easy it is to win PB and everyone sort of gets carried away. So it, it would have no impact on the index and the index generally does better when there's no football on. So yeah, with the vaccine, if if there was no vaccine and there was potential for big games to be cancelled for the next three, four, five, six months, then I think it would have a big impact. Yeah. But a few games over the next few weeks, I think zero impact, to be honest, Lucas. And I'm not an immunologist, but like, surely a lot of the footballers have had it by now. You would think a fair few. Like I, so if you think about Arsenal, right, they were the first team with a proper outbreak. Arteta had it. A few other players isolated. Loads of them must have, like Tierney's had it. Gabriel uh, uh, get the centre half just has had it. Like a lot of the players must have had it. Liverpool, you've had Mane, um, Salah, Tre- uh, been named that Trent's had it recently. Um, a load of other players like City have obviously had their outbreak now. Like surely at some point, and I know that's quite like morbid, but maybe logical thinking, the outbreaks become less and less. Yeah, I I guess so. I'm not an immunologist. Although I'm um, a biology grad, I didn't do immunology fully. But yeah, um, yeah potentially there's something there. But I just mm. think it'll naturally tape down. I'm not worried about yeah, the impact of COVID anymore. Uh, FI Wall Street says here, Hello, friends. 
Any New Year's resolutions for any for either of you? Um, well, we've we've covered that. Did you name any fig? Oh, get fit. Yeah, sorry. I said get yeah, fit. Yeah. Um, I'm aiming to swim the length of Loch Lomond. Wow, and what become is more Lomond? Um, I believe it's a a piece of water in Scotland. He says I'm aiming to swim the length of Loch Lomond and become more humble, more, a more humble person in day to day life. Well, good on you. Amazing. Can I just say I I really want to visit the Highlands at some point. We should go. We should, we go should go in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> that could well, be our tour. Lovely from FI Wall Street. That good luck to you there. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> If anyone knows the Highlands very well, just just shoot me a DM. I've got one here from uh, FI Gerard. What do you value the new main IPOs at, and what could change those valuations in the next year? That's a bloody general question, is it? Isn't it? Yeah, I, look, people won't want to hear this, but. My my opinion always has been that this is a, a comparison game, sadly. And if Bruno and Kimmich were 15 quid now, then I think Reina and Makoko would be more expensive because people, as I've said many times, people would see the potential for those to reach £15 and say, well, I can do 7x, 8x my money. But with Bruno sitting there at £7.58, it does limit the upside. Um, so... To, to me, it's as simple as that. I mean, I, I value them personally at a very high price, but in the current market and playing the market as it is, they're not going to get there. Mm. Um, FI Headhunters says, Happy New Year, gents. Which team do you think each of these players were playing for in October 2021? Okay. Mbappe, Messi, Sancho. Madrid, Barcelona, United. Yeah, I think Mbappe stays another year or two, although I don't want him to, and I think he needs to move on for his career. But I think Mbappe is at PSG. Messi's at Barca, I think, but we'll see on the presidential elections. And Sancho is guaranteed to be United. If he's not at United <laughs> this summer and he's not sitting at King, King of the Index, then I'll donate 10k to charity. And you've heard that <laughs> you podcast. won't. No, you won't. I will, because I will. Absolutely <laughs> like, going to happen. Right. <laughs> And I'll... I've got one from Ben yeah. Curtis. Oh, yeah. my word. That's ridiculous. What's more likely to move to the Premier League? I won't be wrong twice. I'm wrong as rare as hen's teeth. Right, go on. <laughs> what's that? What's, what's hen's teeth? Well, they don't have any. I've been wrong last so, year. So, so not only is my like public, uh, you know, my, um, my uh, you know, general knowledge and uh, culturally I may be pretty bad, but I'm also idioms. I just don't know them. Yeah, so you you're, you're lacking me? a little bit of sharp of tongue, both sharpness of tongue in both worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, right. Uh, who's more likely to move to the Premier League in the summer, Sancho or Mbappe? And uh, what's who has the bigger impact on the index, if one or both or neither do? Depends on the club. I think Mbappe arriving in in England would have a bigger a bigger uh, impact on football index and the pricing because of his global status. But then again, you've got Sancho, who's British. Um, against that but no, Mbappe would have the bigger impact sorry I beg your pardon um, but the more likely transfer and it will happen is Sancho coming to England mm. um, but wait to see it first because otherwise well no, well no don't actually you know follow the lead follow follow your leader um, Chris Barker says here are you surprised we've not heard a comprehensive vision from our new CEO when do you expect to hear more about his vision and at what point would you be disappointed not to have heard from him <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty disappointed to be honest with you. But I just don't. I want to know like what the direction they intend to take it, and even if it's a, 
as simple as saying, look, these are the two things that we want to do or three things that we're focused on, uh, adding liquidity to the platform, increasing prices and uh, generating greater volumes. Like, look, I don't want too many details on Mm. how you're going to do some of those things, but like at least Mm. give people a notion and inkling of where you're trying to head this thing. Otherwise, at the moment, I think people are, are stuck between a rock and a hard place, aren't they? A lot of traders. I, I can see. I can see. I think that's a fair answer from you. I, I, I love Chris's Chris's um, podcast episode, and I've, I've liked his tweets. But I, I don't. I'm not surprised we haven't heard from him. But I can. Now you've said that. I'm nodding along, and I do take your point of view. But to me, we heard from him when he took over. He is the left hand. You know, if, if Adam Cole's the right hand, Mike was always the left hand. They are the same person, pretty much. They've they've created this together. This product. It's a cosmetic change. I don't believe you're getting someone that is coming in from outside that's got radical new ideas and new directions to put it in. So I don't see what he could possibly say differently. That's fair. So, you that know, what, it's got nothing to tell me, to be honest. I'm just, we'll just have to wait now. And he, and he used the word actions rather than just promising and deliverables. So I think we need to wait and see the actions and I'm willing to give him a few months for that. But I can, I can also see your point of view there but just personally no i'm not surprised and i don't particularly want to hear from him okay um devishly handsome show pony says i just want you to read out read my name out panda well i've just done that or maybe he means at matthew fi trader any requests from me this week i know i'm gonna get a big asking for one shortly yeah i forgot what Mm. could be the meme maybe one with me walking in um like a grocery store with loads of fruit and veg on yeah that's a good idea i like that Hmm. Um, right. Divi Rascal for you or for both of us. If you were storming a political building, which three footballers would you want by your side? Please consider factors such as size, aggression and ability to win MB for your port. Assuming that FI would correctly consider this both a positive and a footballing action. Hmm. Uh, right. right. I, I would want Kalasinach. Yep. And I'd want Dan Byrne. Yep. And then I'd also want uh, Adama Traore. Yep. Yep. Good answers. I am going to raid Capitol Hill with Efa Nakoku. These are members of the crazy gang with John Fashioner, because he's a martial artist, and with Vinnie Jones. <laughs> so three members of the FA Cup winning crazy gang. Oh, my word. Could have gone Fair for enough. Carl Cole. I think he'd Odd Leonardson. Uh, John Scales. Do you remember any of that team? Probably not. I don't. I don't. Just before my time. The 90s Wimbledon team. Yeah. With Don... Uh, what's the manager's name? Joe Kinnear was his name. Joe Kinnear. Yeah. And then he had a little stint at Newcastle, didn't he? He did. In it was some... a bad stint. Yeah, it was a shot. It was an embarrassing <laughs> It was a stint. terrible was, stint. Was he head... Was he... Was he... Um, was he football... Was he kind of... Um, he was like technical director. Was he director of football? Was he a coach? Yeah, manager? something like that. And then he became a manager. There was then... something really funny on Talk Sport about him. Was oh. it about his interview got leaked, or he or he done a, like a radio phone in and he made up a complete pack of lies? I don't. And remember. they just literally uncovered every single lie he made up. It was like really embarrassing, and they blamed it on having dementia or like brain disease what? or something. Because he just oh my word. there's something really embarrassing around the joke in this. Someone someone link it to us. Please. Someone will link it, please. Yeah. Um. So there we go. That's our names. Right. I've I've got Fi Rams. Uh, quick fire round. Yep. Missed this. This is the favorite part of the podcast now for me. Yep. Um. This is how all the questions should be. Um. Who will be a more successful manager, Lampard or Gerard? 
Gerard. Gerard. Bigger club, Villa or Leeds? Villa. Villa. Better defender, Van Dijk or Ferdinand? Ferdinand. Van Dijk. Best long-term hold, Hakimi, Theo Hernandez or Alfonso Davies? Alfonso Davies. I'm going to go for Theo Hernandez. Yep, fair. Better captain, Vieira or Keane? Keane. Vieira. Sancho, (laughs) 100 caps, 100 England caps, yes or no? Yes. Yes, he's already got like 20, hasn't he? I said, I'm still, I'm still believing when a Ballon d'Or. <laughs> like people have written him off after six bad months. I saw the graph recently of shot creation. He's not even playing. He's not even terrible this year. I mean, obviously pretty <laughs> poor, but you know, it's not, he's, st- he's still one of the better young f- footballers in the world, even on these mm. performances. And he's been terrible. Right. Go young on. players are struggling, aren't they? Is that it? Uh, young no, players are it. struggling. We had a good, yeah. That was it. Okay. Um, this is from FI Big Man Bets. Do you think the increased volumes over the last few days have been entirely user-driven? Or do you think there's been some small-scale market-making? No. no. there's been no market-making. It's all user-driven. Next. All user-driven. Uh, uh, kill, Happy New Year, kill gents. Oh, from Mike, on, Mike Wardle from Twitter. Oh, Hi, yeah. Happy New Year, Wardler. Uh, <laughs> Looking ahead to this the Euros this summer, who do you think might be the breakthrough player of the tournament? If he plays Mason Mount, but then maybe he's already broken through. You know, I've had I've had a hard on for Mason Mount for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I, I I called him my breakthrough player of the season. I you really did. enjoy him. You did, um, like and I continue to like him. So I just think if Mason Mount gets on the international stage, if he's not already well known, he'll break through. And we need that quality in the midfield. Who's going to break through? I think I think Jack Grealish is going to have a great tournament. Yes, yeah, I, Grealish and Mount are probably my two favourite footballers at the moment. Okay. Yeah, um, Kilpie Jam, interesting name. I recognise him wearing a little mask. Uh, who, in your opinion, is the safest hold on the index? That's part one for you. What does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm going to give you someone outside of my. Um, you know, everyone knows who I think is the safest, but I'll give you someone else. I'll give you uh, maybe Erling Haaland. Or Rashford. I'll give you a couple of different options there. Haaland, because he's proven to be an elite goal scorer and he has a potential transfer coming up in about 18 months' time. And Rashford, because he's already established a large club, he's born and bred in the area, so he should be playing for that club for a long time, and he's media-friendly. Hmm. Um, okay. Part, but no, sorry, there's four oh, parts got loads. Bloody hell, I've just Most seen. exciting hold. Um... It's probably like Messi or Neymar, isn't it? Yeah, I still I, I look at that question another way. I'd still go someone like Shirky. Yeah. Or Kulosevsky. Who have got an, maybe not Kulis, who have got a, a potential to explode onto the scene at yeah. a young age. Best Euros hold? Probably Kimmich. Ronaldo? Yeah. Mbappe plays for France. We won't be on penalties, will he? Be Griezmann yeah. still. And then play your watching with interest. Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah, Martinelli for me as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. We've got one from Alex Garcia. He's been doing some good tweeting recently. Mm. Apart from liquidity and further depth, name five things you'd like to see on the index. Mine are better graphs, red dot showing the match is still live, PB scores, <laughs> uh, three instant payouts on IPDs, give or take an hour, notifications and team of the month payout to player. Yeah, I, I would agree with all of those. Um, I think the ability to edit bids 
would be really exciting. So if I'm bidding, I don't know, £2.50 for a player, I'd like to go in and be able to just drag it up by 10 or 20 ticks to make it £2.70 yeah. or drop it to £2.30 rather than cancelling. Um, live data of maybe more rungs of depth, which would be fun, so I could move my bid up and down, uh, like you know, click and drag it to make it more dynamic. Depth um, charts. And yeah, de- yeah, and yeah, probably a red dot, along with liquidity, obviously, a red dot to show it's live in play. Um Better a filtering as well, can... man, on, on the desktop, like for, for PBS. There's loads, there's loads of oh, little simple So many, yeah. like there's so many. But he's volume traded, volume traded fur player as well. Like all that kind of information. Yeah, be good. Well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's a big one actually. Yeah, that probably goes to the top of the list. Um the FI scientist says predictions for who wins the Premier League, Euros and Super Bowl. I think I've got his answers. He goes for Man City, France and the Chiefs. I've got Man City, I guess you Portugal, can only do two, and one other. Premier League, Man City. Man City, Portugal, and one other. No, I don't. I, w- I would be just lying. Okay. What about Lambing's question here for you? Do you? Are you using or enjoying the index at the moment? Not really. Enjoying it? Mm. I mean, That's I'm not... just like my no, honest I'm answer. Not, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm still using, using it. it. Um, but yeah. I'm not enjoying it. And I'm definitely using it less than I was 12 months ago in terms of actual trades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think on average, that's probably the same for everyone. Yeah, I think most, some people are... Some people Not think, everyone, but like 90, 95% of people probably. Yeah, some people are loving it though, enjoying it a lot. And um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, not, not particularly for me at the moment. I, I guess for me, it's different because it's like... Oh, I also have to think or do definitely think from an FI lens as well. I'm not just thinking about my portfolio because my brand is obviously intrinsically linked to to FI. So it's kind of like I want this platform to do well. I want to do well as a trader, but I also need FI to do well, right? So it's it's a bit different because a lot of people can say... Yeah, but you, you, know, you, like, could, you, you could just pivot though and start spamming affiliate links for a rival platform if you were desperate for money. I mean, that's what some people probably do. Probably could, yeah. Could do. <laughs> Could do. Could be a good moneymaker, actually. Yeah, though. I know. I've heard it's quite good. Um, footy underscore. So if anyone wants to buy some crypto, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were the crypto king, weren't you? Back in the day. They told me not to buy it. Uh, footy, I did tell you not to buy footy it. Footy underscore Daz. Do you think FI are waiting for the Pandacast to announce something? Well, we're wrapping up shortly, and it doesn't look like there's anything coming. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'll be fucking furious if something comes out at seven o'clock while I, or when I finish edit this. Yeah, um, KB says Carl Brown says been thinking about this recently which sport do you believe has the most statistical trends um, and it, it's baseball baseball yeah yes I'll let you answer that yeah baseball I'm pretty sure um, yep. FI run fat ball run happy new year gents Panda have you spoken to the wolf recently he's, he's currently zero of two for tips on the podcast interested to see mm. if he's gonna have better luck this year <laughs> and he said remind me you said what remind me what his tips were and mm. he said wolves make Europe and can't Europe and can't remember the other one from memory it had something to do with Callum Hudson Adoy I actually remember he was uh, very very bullish on Wolves beating Arsenal last season wasn't he was that the one uh yeah he liked wolves yeah he's quite good with three at the back and some some um structural team structural things he messaged me though he says the virus has finished me now this was him today at 333 physically financially emotionally so he's not having a good time the wolf Bloody um hell. so he's not well i think he's got it and he's lost his taste taste buds 
So oh, he's no. not doing the best. So I haven't got any. I'm trying to look for his last prediction. He did predict comfortably that Leeds, uh, Spurs beat Leeds at the weekend um, in terms of that matchup. So he's still on form. And he told me to try a banana sandwich. Just a banana, banana and butter. sandwich. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, one thirty-seven a.m. last night. He says, "Have you ever had banana toasted sandwich? Just butter and banana. That's very nice." He literally said that to me. It's do, do you want to hear yeah. like a really weird, um, good way to get rid of a cough? Go on. So you you get banana in a bowl. Mm. You put like lukewarm water in it, and you mash up the banana, mm. right? Yep. And you just eat it. And honestly, it gets rid of your cough. That's I'm going to write made a note of that. I shall try it if I ever get one again. Or if um, one of your kids ever has a cough, yeah, like, yeah, get that down then. It works. Um, this, Top did, tip for COVID sufferers at the moment. What other questions have we got? A couple of decent ones for you. You're the knowledgeable man around football. Index Jim says here, one player from each top five league who's most likely to win a Ballon d'Or. Hmm. From each league, right? Yes. Ballon d'Or, Jao Felix, because I think I was going to go Jao Felix in Spain. Yeah, I was going to go La Liga, Jao Felix. Serie A, I will go for... It's tough, isn't it? Serie A. Kulosevsky? I mean, it's a stretch, I know. I'm just Kulisevsky, trying to think. Rafael Leal. Trying to think of Lautaro Martinez. Uh, Zaniolo. The youngsters there are good. Yeah, Zaniolo like... did have a lot of talent, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he, he still does now, if he had knees. Yeah, I, know, but I don't think any of those players are winning a Ballon d'Or. Like no. Ever. But you've got to pick one for the game. <sighs> Kulisevsky. Hake- should we go? I'll go, I'll go Hakeem. Hakimi? Hakimi, yeah, Hakimi. Or, or yeah. Florian, Florian Verts? Oh, no, Donnarumma, there okay. we go. Okay, Donnarumma. Donnarumma. Uh, Jao Felix, we agree on. Uh, in England? In England, I will go for uh, Bakayo Saka. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of actual star power, Martinelli has probably the best chance. Mm. I think in England I- it's got to be Greenwood. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of that. Mm. Germany, anyway. Alfonso Davis, uh, Sancho, Haaland, quite a few over there. Sancho and Haaland, those two. Yeah, and France and Bappe, isn't it probably? Yeah, yeah. Can't see anyone passing Bappe. You could say maybe a Turkey. You could say maybe a. Pff, don't really know who else there is. To be fair, mm. Mm. yeah, not not too many to pick from. It's hard though. It's very difficult. Any other um, questions you got? No, nothing. Nothing too much from me, no. No, no a brief show this week. Let me see if there's any others. Hold on. Did you ask? Oh, Ginger Ginger Pirlo's question. Did you catch oh. Perfect Planet with Attenborough this week? No, I've recorded who is it. Your... Is it good? I don't know. I haven't no, watched I haven't. it, mate. Oh, right. No. He says, who is your outstanding player to watch out of uh, out for on FI in 2021? Oh, probably still... Probably still bore, you know, the boring names, Alfonso Davis or Mason Greenwood or Jao Felix. Mm. I mean, there's loads of them, to be honest, apart from the obvious ones, which we discussed last year. I'm trying to bring a bit more variety to it. This is from Love the Wrestling. As a gambling and wrestling expert, who is your tip to win the Royal Rumble? 
I don't watch the Royal Rumble anymore. I don't watch wrestling. People, no, I, I studied it from the 80s and 90s and early noughties. But I Studies? Actually, yeah, I don't actually watch it anymore. So I wouldn't even know who the superstars are. I'm a, like an old school wrestling fan. Fair. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so sadly not, but hopefully more football uh, to, to come over this year now, chat between us. Mm, yeah, for sure. I hope that... Uh, Less announcements. I, I, I hope that people just have more fun on FI this year. I really do. I really just hope that FI create a way to create and to make this a lot more engaging and sticky because I know for sure that that are the issues that they're having. Mm, agree. Agree with you. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It'll be a long year. Hopefully vaccine does its thing. Hopefully South African mutant virus fucks off. Yep. And we live heavily ever after. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, no, good to be back. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, at sporting underscore panda. And we're back hopefully for something special next week. Won't we? Special indeed. Let us know what you want. Is it going to be a phone-in special? Is it going to be me and Panda reacting to the first podcast we ever did? Is it going to be a live stream? Is it going to be someone else? Let us Is know. it going to be Khan coming back on? <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be us uh, doing a podcast where we don't talk about FI? Is it going to be us pivoting to another trading platform? Yeah, exactly. Is it going to be us <laughs> doing a live tutorial on another platform? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh. many ideas and we'll, we'll ideas. see next week. Let us know which is the best one. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask, wash your hands and we'll have more Fitcast Extra for you next week. Oh.